be ready for shifts in your relationships. Let us say that your little sister tagged along with you as you were growing up and you were clearly the dominant one. If you are to have a healthy connection as adults, you must give her more room. Allow her to be an adult. Make her your equal. That is difficult. For years of conditioning has created a lopsided alliance. But it must change. And it can. If you are prepared for shifting relationships. The same modulation is necessary in freeing our teenage children. It seems only a short time ago that we were tying their shoelaces and taking their hand as they crossed the street. We must unlearn our relational habits and remind ourselves over and over that they are no longer little children who are dependent on us. As a smart mother said to me recently, there are two lasting things I would like to give my kids. One of these is roots, the other is wings. The first is easier than the second. Henry Nowen uses the metaphor of hospitality in urging that we grant freedom to our children. It may sound strange to speak of the relationship between parents and children in terms of hospitality, but it belongs to the center of the Christian message that children are not properties to own and rule over, but gifts to cherish and care for. Our children are our most important guests who enter into our home, ask for careful attention, stay for a while, and then leave to follow their own way. I wish every parent who enters my office for help with a child's emotional problems would post that quotation on the bathroom mirror and read it five times a day. For I see again and again the carnage left behind when a parent substitutes manipulation for love. If you want to read a splendid book about parenting in general and about how much freedom to give your teenager in particular, I recommend a very readable little volume by my friend Charlie Shedd titled Promises to Peter. My wife and I try to read it once a year. Dr. Shedd describes in detail his and Martha's plan of growing self-government for their children. You may not want to give your youngster as much latitude as they did in the shed house, but some such plan for gradual emancipation must go into effect or you'll lose your children as friends. Anthropologist Gregory Bateson was the first to distinguish between complementary and symmetrical types of relationships. According to Bateson, behavior between unequal parties is complementary involving dependency and nurturance, superiority and inferiority. Symmetrical was his term for the relationships between peers. To use his language, our relationships with our children must shift from complementary to symmetrical. Keep in mind, however, that such a shift is as difficult for your child as it is for you. To understand your child's confusion, you need only think about how you relate to your parents. Even when you have children and grandchildren of your own, you may find yourself acting like a child again when you are in your parents' presence. A great Scandinavian actress with worldwide fame and a with daughter of her own was asked if she could relate to her mother as one adult to another. I would love to, she said. It's my big dream, but my mother insists to be the mother and I am the daughter. She does it without knowing it because she claims she doesn't do it. And that's the way we'll be forever, you know. Maybe it's my fault too because also without knowing it, I think I cater to be the daughter. But I really would love to have her as a friend. I would love to know who she really is. What are her thoughts, her disappointments, her hopes as a woman. Not as a mother I know, but 
a woman. Similar shifts occur in marriages, or at least they need to. Many divorces occur because dependency needs to shift, and the stronger partner is not able to adjust to the growing independence of the other. This happens most often when the wife has been passive and withdrawn. She has been absorbed in raising the children for several years, but then the nest empties. She begins to look at herself and realizes that she must assert herself to survive. Perhaps she is exposed to the women's consciousness movement and reads some books. The husband, who used to complain that his wife was mousy, is now threatened by her growing self-confidence. Or it can work the other way. After 40, a man who has been aggressive in his career and generally macho may begin to ease up and take more interest in his home and the gentle spiritual aspects of life. His wife may have considerable trouble relating to this new man in her house. These are not easy shoals to negotiate, but our dependency needs to shift and healthy relationships maintain an elasticity to respond to these shifting needs. Gail Shee interviewed a middle-aged, successful designer about his marriage and about what love should be in the middle years. He said, I think it would require an acknowledgement of my own dependencies, and from there, just possibly, we could move on to a sense of concern that has nothing to do with dependency, where both people want to see another grow and mature, whether there's any advantage to to themselves in it or not. Taking pleasure in freely watching each other live? Asked she. Yes, it's something that occurs so much more often in deep friendships than in marriages. Rule number five then for deepening your friendships is create space in your relationships.